Welcome to another message from the teaching team at Elevation Church Australia. For more information about our church, service times and locations, visit elevationchurch.com.au. Hello everyone at Mighty Melbourne. I love you guys. So what does this mean for our Melbourne location? Honestly, not a lot changes. Our amazing location pastors, Bronson and Gabby, will continue on leading. Are they just incredible? Let's all just make some noise for for Bronson and Gabby. Come on. Uh, We love them. Uh, Bonnie and I just think so highly of Bronson and Gabby. We love how they run their home. Um, I love how Gabby is just this ultimate host. And she has things in threes. Like when you put a vase together or vase, you you got three vases. Or She's just amazing how they run their home so well. Their their home life is so healthy. Their marriage, their their parenting, they're raising their children. Their finances are strong. They're an amazing couple. I just think so highly. And they're, they're our great friends. We love doing life with them. But can I also say they're amazing pastors. Bronson has this unique gift. He can preach. He's a quality preacher. You know that. And he has a heart for people. He's got this leadership gift. And he's hilarious. He's got this really sense of humor. I need Bronson to help me uh, with Elevation because he brings so much joy and fun uh, to our meetings that we meet regularly and we have our planning and a vision times. And Bronson is, is actually one of the pillars of the pastors in, in our church uh, of Elevation. And then Gabby, whoo, a powerhouse. Gabby, you're a woman of God. You are incredible. Behind every great man, there's a what? An even greater woman. And I honor the, the gift on your life, Gabby. You have a leadership gift. You exercise that all day at work. But you also have that leadership gift that you outwork in the church. You're an amazing preacher, a, a, a great mother. You, you just organize and host and you're just so capable. You guys are amazing. And I believe our best days undoubtedly are ahead. You know, it wasn't so long ago that we finally got the quick fit done, the building and the fit out. And so many of you were part of that big painting all day, all night. Then what happened? Bam, we got shut down with COVID. Now we're back up and running. I, 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 I believe that this is the day after 30 years of prayers and giving and, and previous pastors and Bronson's dad and setting us up for where we are today. I feel so honored to step in. And my role is to bring that vision for our future, but also to keep pastoring uh, our pastors, to serve them, to support them, to provide structure and and processes on governance uh, with finances and safe church and all those components that are important. But the whole point is to empower, to release Bronson and Gabby to lead well and lead strong. And I just see a great future, a calling, revival, souls to be saved, the church to expand and grow. I couldn't be more excited for the bigness of Melbourne, the role of this church in INC to to be a hub for other churches, uh, an example. There is a great calling on Melbourne elevation. And Bonnie and I are just so honored, so thrilled to serve you all. Can't wait to get down, stay up late, Sleep in late. <laughs> That's what we do in Melbs. Be part of the great city in Melbourne. And I just believe for a great future. You see, God has a vision for us. And I feel COVID has kind of really robbed people of the vision and the dreams that God had for them. 
And today's the day to spark and inspire and stir those visions in our life. I believe God has a vision for you. I believe God has a vision uh, for our church. And I'm really here today because of a vision God gave me years ago. Take a look. It was 11 years ago next month that on this very lookout, I actually got a vision from the Lord. Now, when I say vision from the Lord, it wasn't this audible voice or, a, or, or a, something I saw with my eyes. But as I was standing on this spot, I was just praying and killing time and I was looking up the coast and I saw this outline of a map of Australia. And I had this impression, it was so strong, it kind of grabbed me that I would be involved leading churches on the coast of Australia. Now, here's why that was bizarre and impossible. I was living in the States at the time, being in the mighty US of A, 15 years, four boys born there, and we were, we were, we were living life, and we were busy, and life was moving on. There, there was no um, plans or, or intention uh, to come back home. I was just on a holiday, actually. So Ross had invited me to come to a vision night at the Tweed location. And I was just up here praying and looking around. And it was that moment that I, I got that vision that everything changed. There was a seed that was sown that started the dominoes to line up to bring me back home where I then actually stepped in for Ross working at Elevation. I remember calling Bonnie. Uh, I took a photo of me like this, this little selfie with a little flip phone. It was so long ago. And I caught her up, I think it was middle of the night. She sort of woke up and, Bonnie, I've got this vision. You know, we're going, going to Australia. She's like, I gotta change a nappy. You know, I've, I've gotta warm up the milk, <laughs> call me tomorrow. And I, I, it was just something that grabbed my heart. That's never left me. 11 years later, I, I still have that impression, that vision that I'd be involved in leading churches along the coast of Australia. And here we are, <laughs> uh, many years later, that vision has become a reality. I wonder what the vision God has for you. I wonder with the seed that he's planted in your heart, maybe it hasn't come to pass yet, but all of us have a vision. The Bible says without a vision, the people perish. I pray that God would stir the vision for your life and the plans and the purposes that he has for you. So if you have your Bibles today, please turn to Acts 5. The early church had just started. Wow. Uh, apostles are preaching the gospel. Uh, people are, are being saved daily. There's signs and wonders. The church is growing. Uh, it's an amazing move of God. But there's one problem. There's opposition. Opposition like crazy. Let's pick up the story, Acts 5, verse 7. Then the high priest and all his associates, who were members of the party of the Sadducees, they were filled with jealousy. They arrested the apostles and put them in public jail. It's fascinating to me that the religious leaders of the day were jealous of what God was doing through Jesus Christ and the spreading of the gospel. We've we, we got to make sure we never get jealous that we be open to whatever God wants to do. Um, have you ever noticed when you get a vision from the Lord or a prompting or, or, or a direction, um, the next step is there's opposition. 
It's absolutely predictable. Uh, for example, you, you know, you might get a, a vision to get closer to God. So, you, okay, I'm, I'm going to get up early. You know, I'm going to set my alarm. I'm, I'm going to pray and read the Bible. What happens? The alarm doesn't go off. Or you get sick the night before. You know, I'm going to go to that prayer meeting that they're having at the church. And, and then your sort of alarm goes off and you, and, and, and you wake up. It's, it's, you've missed it. Uh, every time you step forward, there's something coming back against you. Or, or, you know, you, you finally get the vision that you want to uh, have, a, have, have a boyfriend or girlfriend. You get the courage uh, to ask that person out. You know what I mean? That you've been trying to get the courage for weeks or months. You finally, I'm, I'm, I'm going to step out. I'm going to be bold. I'm, I'm going to see him at church. And you prepare your hair and your clothes, get extra cologne. You, you come to church. They're not there. You ask where they are. They've moved to another, not just another city, to, to another country. And you're like, oh, I was just about to step out. And now they're no longer here. Or you're at work and you step out to help a co-worker. You step out to show some initiative. You've got a vision to do something more. Only to find out someone steals the deal. Uh, they, they use that deal against you. There's opposition. Or what about the vision to be financially faithful to God and, and give and tithe. And you think, I'm, I'm going to start this whole tithing thing. You know, I'm, I'm going to see if it works. And, and, and then you, the moment you, you, you start, the air conditioner breaks down. Uh, you, you cast batteries flat, you, your tooth broken. And, and there's all this thing called opposition. Uh, maybe you have a family, a vision for your family. You're going to get committed. You can get to church. You're going to go every week. And then uh, Sunday comes, the kids are sick, and you can't get out of bed. Uh, it's interesting, whenever you have a vision that God prompts you, there is often opposition. And that's what's happening with the early church. There's this great move of God, but there's opposition. The religious leaders are trying to stop it. Let's have a look in verse 34. But a Pharisee named Gamaliel, he, a teacher of the law, who was honored by all the people, stood up, uh, in the Sanhedrin and ordered that the men be put outside for a little while. And then he says, this Pharisee, in verse 36, some time ago, Thetis appeared claiming to be somebody and about 400 men rallied to him. He was killed and all his followers dispersed and it came to nothing. Verse 37. And after him, Judas, the Galilean, appeared in, in the days of the census and led the band of people in revolt. He too was killed and all his followers were scattered. So this religious leader gives sort of two examples of, of people that had stepped out and they died and the whole uh, revolution or, or the whole teaching, it all fell apart. Verse 38, therefore... In this present case, this is the present case of the apostles preaching and people getting saved. In this present case, um, I, I advise you, leave these men alone. Let them go. For if their pursuit or activity is of human origin, it will what? It, it will fail. But if it is from God, now this is the sentence I want us to focus on today as a church. If it is from God, it will not, you will not be able to stop these men. You will only find yourselves fighting against God. What wise words this Pharisee shared at that time. 
2,000 years later, over 2 billion believers, is evidence that this move was and is from God. And if there's a move from God, what can we do to stop it? Nothing. Nothing can stop it. Uh, Jesus says, I tell you uh, to Peter, uh, on this I will build my church, that you are the rock, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. We learn in Scripture that when God is in something, it's unstoppable. The church, the bride of Christ, the gospel, it's unstoppable. And not even COVID can shut it down or stop it. Uh, not, not, not war, not famine, and not, not, not um, a crisis financially. Nothing, not even the gates of hell can stand against what God wants to do building His church. Uh, we belong to a vision that's unstoppable. Where we belong to a vision that was birthed out of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That vision is still operating today. It's actually where we get our vision at elevation. Our vision statement is to multiply healthy local churches to transform our cities. A vision statement points to the future. Now, our mission statement is creating environments that are inspiring intimacy with Christ, relationship with others, and influence in our world. Uh, a mission statement points to the now. It's kind of the method of how we execute our uh, methods to see the vision fulfilled. We also have values at Elevation. Our values are fun, spirit-led, authentic, and adventurous. These values sort of create culture. They create behaviors. They, they create this unity. And what we are not about is a name or a branding or a personality or a green room or sneakers, you know, or a look or an Insta or a social media account. Uh, what we are about is the local church, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And today I just want to spend a few minutes, if I may, unpacking our mission statement. Just helps unify us helps uh, give us focus and, and direction, and helps us build our church to be all that God wants it to be. Firstly, with our mission statement, there's three areas. Number one, intimacy with Christ. Everything always begins with salvation. We will be a church that is evangelistic, that sees people saved. It happened in the book of Acts. It, it, it will happen today. It, it's our foundation is preaching the gospel so people can be saved. Elevation is always a place you can bring your friends. It's always a place you can bring those that are hurting and lost. It's always a place you can bring those that don't believe in Christ. Uh, you are welcome at Elevation, no matter your background, uh, your education, your skin color, uh, your, your uh, career, uh, where you've lived or haven't lived, whether you believe in God or don't believe in God. Elevation is a place that everyone is welcome so they can come and hear the gospel. Um, we will create an environment where you can bring your friends. They will not be judged. They will not be cast out. They'll be loved. They'll be accepted just as they are. Why? Because we want them to hear the gospel. We will boldly declare the gospel every service. We'll give an opportunity 
for people to be saved. We believe in intimacy in Christ starts with a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Uh, Paul said, though I am free and belong to no one, I have made myself a slave to everyone to do what? To win as many as possible. Paul the Apostle, one of the greatest uh, living men of God, greatest men of, of the New Testament Bible. What was the most important thing to him? To win as many people as possible. Paul could have done whatever he wanted, could have started a, a Bible college, a big church, could have built whatever he wanted. What did he focus on? To win as many people as possible. Our focus at Elevation is to win as many people as possible. We will be a soul winning church um, where we will go out of our way, the highways and the byways to seek and to save that which is lost. That's what Luke 19 10 says, the son of man came to seek and save that it is lost. Intimacy starts with relationship with Jesus Christ. But then it moves beyond that. Intimacy then transitions, not just from being saved, but into being passionate, where, where we are just sold out for Jesus. We're kind of crazy in a good way for Jesus. People kind of know that we're one of those Jesus people, right? One of those churches at work, they kind of talk about us behind our backs in a good way because we just love our God. We're sold out. In fact, Revelations 3.15 talks about what the church should look like. And it kind of gives a bit of a rebuke here um, of one of the churches um, where the Bible says, I know your deeds, that you're neither hot or cold. I wish you were either one or the other. So because you're lukewarm, neither hot or cold, uh, I will spit you out of my mouth. We at Elevation, we want to be hot for God. We, we, we want to be on fire for Jesus. You know, we, we, we want to be zealous and dedicated and enthusiastic and, and passionate. We, we, we want to be sold out, uh, crazy in a, in a good way. People are watching us, our kids, our family members, friends. We want to lead the way in our passion for God. Number one, intimacy with Christ. That's, that's our, our mission statement. Number two is relationship with others. So at Elevation, we want to build healthy, real, deep, honest relationships where we're not judging, we're not critical, you know, we're not talking and gossiping behind people's backs, we're building people up. That if someone comes to church and you're having a hard day and you don't even want to come to church and you're struggling in so many areas, you're even doubting, does God exist? We want Elevation to be a place where you can come and feel welcomed and loved even on your worst day. But we're not going to judge you and reject you. We're going to love you and lift you up. We're going to support you and care for you and, and build you. You know, we have this saying at Elevation, it's okay not to be okay. It's just okay not to stay that way. Uh, it's okay to come in with, with all of your staff and your challenges. We'll love you. We'll accept you. And then we'll love you into your future and, and your health. In fact, James 5.16 says it this way. Make this your common practice. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you can live whole and healed. We, we, we go to Jesus to forgive us, 
but we go to people to heal us. That's what the Bible says. Elevation will be a place where we can find more than just people we say hi to on a Sunday. People we can do life with. People that have got our back. People that may challenge us. People that will encourage us. People that will pray for us so we can talk. Now, I'm not saying we're going to confess our sins to every person we see on a Sunday. We've got to be a bit wise. But there should be someone in your life that you trust, that cares for you, that backs you. I see over COVID, it's obliterated so many relationships. People have kind of stepped back. Uh, people have left town, left church, uh, left their jobs, uh, moved around. And, and, and I believe this is a time to really build relationships with one another. As our church grows bigger, we've got to keep it smaller and intimate and, 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 and connected. And so please reach out, talk to people. If you see someone on their own at church, talk to them, encourage them. I commission you, uh, go out of your way, uh, find out where they're from, what they're doing, how, how can we serve and love them? At Elevation, we have this mission statement, intimacy with Christ, relationship with others. And then thirdly, this is sort of what excites me, is influence in our world. Uh, we've often wondered as pastors, what would happen if our doors of our church closed? Would anyone care? Would the community even know? And guess what happened in COVID? The doors of our church was closed. And suddenly there was this great responsibility on us as leaders and pastors we better be about our community. We're absolutely about shepherding the flock and pastoring the people, no question. But the gospel of Jesus Christ came to change the world. It includes our world, but includes the world outside these four walls of the church. And there is this passion in all of our pastors to make a difference, that we would impact those outside these four walls. James 2.14. What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith, but don't show it by your actions, can that kind of faith save anyone? Suppose you see a brother or a sister who has no food and clothing and you say, goodbye, have a good day, stay warm, eat well. But then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do? I love that we're a church, that we've got this food pantry happening, um, that, that we care about those that are hungry, that are suffering, uh, that are less fortunate than us, that this is a focus for us at Elevation to care for our community. Let, let me just give a summary. Just over the last 12 months, um, what we've done combined with all of our locations, we've given over $280,000 in the last 12 months away to people outside of the church. That's fantastic. That, that's amazing. That, that glorifies our God. I want to share what that kind of looks like um, at the different locations. In some locations, we're supporting single mums and children fleeing domestic violence, uh, helping disadvantaged youth with food and activities like band and sports nights, uh, caring for the homeless with, with care packs and, and food. We've got chaplains in schools. Um, we support teachers of Scripture Union and religious education in primary schools, serving remote First Nations communities. We're helping those in homes with maintenance projects who don't come to church when we find that there's a need. Um, we have community-based 
playgroups for mums to come, be loved on, free coffee, free tea, have a playground and just serve the mums in the area. We have quick fits where we renovate buildings uh, to help those who, who can't renovate those buildings on their own. We have uh, students that we support in the Solomon Islands with our INC Bible College to start and plant churches. Our Red Frogs is safeguarding a future generation. We have global care that supports those in natural disasters throughout Australia. We're, we're feeding families in Kenya. We're supporting INC churches like our church in Ukraine, in Kiev. We just last month gave $20,000 to support their feeding program, to support their church. Imagine as we continue to influence our world by being generous, by giving the legacy, um, by helping those marginalized. I imagine the people would say, look, I'm not sure about that whole Jesus thing and that crazy church called Elevation. But here's one thing I know. Those guys are generous. They're, they're helping people. Uh, I, I heard they gave food away. You know, I, I help, they're helping out in certain areas and doing great things. It's hard to hate someone who serves you. And they may not agree with everything we believe, but they can't not agree in our heart and our love to be caring, to be generous, to make a difference, to live outside of our world, to push the, the kingdom of God forward by living and helping others. Look, they, they may make fun of us as churches and Jesus people, um, but you know what? They're, they're going to say that they're making a difference. They're, they're doing good work. They're, they're, there's something different. There's something special that brings credibility to us as a church when we care and serve those. It brings so much credibility to our message of the gospel when they see us being the hands and the feet of Jesus. Well, we have a vision at Elevation. Come on, it's to, it's to build His church. And the way we're going to do that is through our mission statement. It's intimacy with Christ. We want to see people come to Christ. We want to be white hot on fire for Jesus. Also how to have relationship with others, deep, real, honest relationships with others. And ultimately, we're going to influence our cities. We're going to change the world through our generosity, through the gospel, through the works of our hands and our actions. We're a church. We're on the move. We're building. We're growing. We're seeing people come to Christ like never before. We have a vision that was birthed by the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Nothing can stop us, not even the gates of hell can stop the church from moving forward. Father, we pray in Jesus' name, let your power, your anointing come over our church. Uh, help us to, to grow our churches, to reach more people for Jesus Christ, to see lives changed and souls saved. Because we are unstoppable, because we have a vision that is from God. We pray this in Jesus' name. Everyone said, Amen.